Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. It's an exciting one this week. We are doing our week one preview. It's finally here and uh, we're just uh, mere days away from the first game, uh, which it definitely has me very excited. How are you How are you feeling this week? Yeah, this is probably the happiest I am all year. Um, <laughs> definitely going to stay up for, for the late game on Thursday night. Um, so yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Yeah, it's it's the anticipation now, isn't it? It's uh, it's what we've been waiting for for the past nine months. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, I think it's it's a good it's a good time to be a football fan. Um, so yeah, I guess this week we'll we'll talk a little bit about the first slate of games um, and see how how teams are lining up with each other. There are a few tasty ones. There are a few kind of grudge matches as well, <laughs> um, which will be interesting. And um, and then we'll move on to. Kind of slip back into the old the old way of doing things like we did last year, and we'll have a bit of a chat about our our home dynasty league and see how the teams are lining up this year. I mean, we I think we we predicted that Tom um, would definitely be a, a big contender last year, and he went on to the that he was. Yeah. Um, so we'll see who we think is uh, is going to take take it all this year. Um, I'm certainly hoping it's going to be me again, but we'll. Uh, I'd love we'll, to say the same, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's, it's it's an interesting one. So NFL Week One, we we start on the for us in the UK. It's the 9th of September at twenty past one in the morning. Um, I will be, I think I'll be on holiday, so I'm trying to figure out what time that will be for me. Oh God. I, I dread to think. Be like I think we're three or four hours in front, so I think it's like. Four or five in the morning, so maybe I'll maybe I'll get up and watch it. <laughs> but the first game is is the Rain Champs. It's the Rams, and they are playing the Bills. Yeah, I mean, f- fantastic first match to kick us off. I think um, not just for watching, but for obviously for fantasy as well. Um, obviously, big quarterback matchup is the first thing: Stafford versus Josh Allen. Um, few reports for the last few weeks of Stafford suffering a bit of sort of an elbow thing but he looks to be on track to start week one um cooper cup obviously you got to watch out for in this one um although it is worth noting that the bills were the best defense in the league last year so we'll see if that continues personally if i was to predict this one i think the i think the bills will actually win um i'm really high on their whole team this year um stefan diggs gabe davis isaiah mckenzie's a great pickup in the slot and obviously Josh Allen's our QB one, so great matchup. But yeah, I think I think the Bills will actually will actually win this one. Yeah, I mean it's going to be that nice explosive talent from both sides, I think. But as you say, I, I I'm I'm confident that I think the Bills are going to be a the team to be reckoned with this year. And I know that the Rams kind of won it all last year, but I don't know if they'll be able to do it again. Um, I think, I mean, my money this year is on the Bills. I think personally. I think yeah, the, only, the only place agree. they really lack any kind of consistency is that running back position where they keep... Yeah, the running game's yeah, a bit of a mess. Swapping people out. I, from a fancy perspective, I would probably avoid any those running backs, to be fair. Um, whereas Cam Akers, for the for the Rams, I think he's, yeah. he's obviously coming back after a bit of an iffy end to, to last mm-hmm. season where he had a little bit of a chance to, to shine, but I think there are still question marks there, so we'll see how he fares, but... I would definitely take him head and shoulders above any option on the Bills side. Yeah, sure. avoid the Bills at all costs, I think, is, is my message yeah, in the run definitely, game. Definitely. <laughs> um, but the Rams have, you know, they've got some new new wide receivers over there um, to complement Cup. Um, so it's, it, is, it is a different 
it is a different offense. Really, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it is going to be. You know, Robinson was fantastic a couple of years ago for the for the Bears, and you know, it's nice. It's nice to see him in an efficient offense again. So hopefully, he can shine. It might be a very high scoring game. Hopefully, it is for for fantasy perspectives. <laughs> um, so next up, we've got a bit of a, t- I would say, a tamer one uh, in a sense with with the Lions versus the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, great one for us because I, I think this is a, a solid matchup for our boy Jalen Hurts oh, yeah. uh, for week one. Um, the, the Lions last year were um, bottom four in terms of total defence. Uh, so in terms of Hurts passing the ball, making that improvement with the downfield ball, uh, with the addition of AJ Brown, and obviously we know he can run. Um, yeah, I think this will be hopefully a cakewalk for the Eagles. Um, and I'd be happy starting most of the Eagles' fantasy options. Um, switching over to the Lions, uh, obviously we're quite high on DeAndre Swift. I think he could be good in almost any matchup just because yeah. of his catching ability. Um, but apart from that, I think it'll probably be a rough start for the Lions. Yeah, I mean they still have Goff, don't they? They they didn't make any moves in the in the off season or in the in the draft to not that there were particularly many options there. No, so, you know Goff Goff has led a team to a Super Bowl before. Um, you know we can't forget that, but it you know. It's an, <laughs> it's an interesting choice, I think. He's he's got some weapons now. That Armand Rasen Brown was a bit of a yeah, he came revelation on last year. Um, yeah, obviously got Jameson Williams as well, who's going to be playing for the Lions this year. So that's a nice little boost at, at the wide receiver position. As you say, Swift is a fantastic option. We both mm-hmm. really like him. Amazing. So the pieces are there. The pieces are there. Um, I think they're going to be better this year than they were last year, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are still the Lions, sadly. And uh, <laughs> I think without a, a true kind of a true franchise QB, that they're, they're going to struggle to to remain in the kind of upper echelons of the league, I guess. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I don't think, as as like you said, Goff did leave lead the Rams to a Super Bowl. Was that entirely down to him? Definitely not. Um, <laughs> but I think yeah, if the Lions get a QB, I think the other weapons are there. Exactly, and and we can't forget that that was the most boring of all the Super Bowls in recent memory. So. <laughs> what a waste of my time! Exactly. Um, next up, uh, we've got the Bears, and they're playing the Forty Niners. Uh, yeah, interesting matchup. This, to be fair, obviously Trey Lance um, will be the will be the starter. Although recent news since we last recorded is that Jimmy G will has re-signed on a one-year deal as yes. the backup. Yes. Um, which is very interesting. Um, what if do I was you la- think that means for Lance? Do you think that that means they're a little bit concerned about him? Do you think that means that they just know that if they dropped him, he'd go straight to the Seahawks? Because I was talking to Rohan about it, and he was convinced that Garoppolo would be dropped, and then he would be picked up by the the Seahawks, and you know, for a few million mm. to keep to keep your. QB from going to to a, div- you know, yeah, a division enemy. rival. Yeah, is, it, is it worth it? Or as I sort of alluded to initially, is this actually a a sign of uh, maybe a few concerns that that Lance is not quite ready to take the helm fully yet? And um, personally, I don't. I don't think it's any knock on on Lance. I think, like you said, I think to keep him away from a division rival. Um, and you know what? Like as much as I don't really rate Jimmy G too highly, um, he's you know he's a very good backup. Um, I think even if, say, Lance was to have a few dodgy weeks and you were to insert Jimmy G, is Jimmy G then the long-term option for the 49ers? Definitely not. Yeah. So it would seem pointless to me. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good observation. Um, 
But yeah, I think it, we're probably going to see Lance take his first game here against the Bears. Um, you know, there is a lot of excitement for him. It has started waning recently. I think there have been a lot of Trey Lance troopers over the past couple of years since he was drafted, but mm. now at the point at which he's about to actually fully take the reins, it's kind of interesting to watch his ADP start to slip quite significantly. Yeah, and I think and it's it's not the greatest matchup week one, as, as, as bad as the Bears are offensively, their, their defence was top three in terms of um, passing yards. Uh, so it's not a great first matchup. He doesn't pass though, Jack. No, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's his. That's his best chance. Um, is is the run game? Um, f- flipping over to the Bears side briefly. I'm not sure what your take is personally. I I think although Fields looks improved, um, I still don't think he's the long term option for the Bears. Unfortunately, is their wide receiver one still Darnell Mooney? Um, yes, I believe yeah. so. See, see that that in itself is kind of a concern, I guess. There's they David, yeah, Montgomery. they haven't helped I mean, him. I've loved Monty for a long time, but he Same. he's a solid RB two option for fantasy. Like he, mm-hmm. he does sometimes do well, but he's just he's just good. He's not exceptional, and I think yeah, they're going to be relying on him quite a lot, and he does get worn out quite a lot. You know, the injury is a risk with Monty, and yeah, the Bears' offense just isn't very it's... exciting this year, is it? No, it's dreadful. Like you said, Darnell Mooney is the one. They've got Byron Pringle, Dante Pettis. It's it's a it's a train wreck to be honest. So they yeah they they really haven't helped their quarterback out unfortunately. So yeah, the the Bears outside of Montgomery for fantasy, I think this year are gonna be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to call who will win. You've got you've got you know at least a quarterback who's had some some experience, and you've got a very inexperienced one. But when you look at the weapons available to them. I'm probably gonna have to go 49ers as my favourites for this one, just mm. on the basis that you know you still have Kittle, you've still got Samuel. Yeah. Um, I, I never know which running back is actually operating as the RB one in the 49ers, <laughs> but it's going to be someone semi decent. So it's you know, and and you've got Lance who's mobile himself. So although the Bears' defense is good, I think the 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 offense is is not great, it's and the 49ers' defense isn't a bad defense by any stretch. So. Hundred percent. I, I think they've got it. Yeah, I think they've got sufficient uh, blockers there to stop too many points going up from the Bears' point of view. Um, if anyone's picking up points, I would imagine it's probably going to be David Montgomery for the Bears potentially if they can just keep yeah it through. feed him early. I think that's uh, their best hope. Yeah, it's not not a great matchup on paper really. Um, next up, then we've got the the Bengals and we've got the Steelers. So this is the Steelers without their. Uh, a long-time QB in Mr. Roethlisberger, who's who's now gone, and the Bengals are coming off a very, very good season last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, this has got to be one of the the few, the few times um, that when I've been looking at a Bengals-Steelers matchups, the Bengals are just so big favourites. Uh, but yeah, with obviously Roethlisberger gone, um, the, yeah, the Steelers are in a bit of disarray, so I think the Bengals... Uh, with their offense that we love, uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Joe Mixon, uh, running and catching the ball. Uh, there's so many great fantasy options on the Bengals, whereas the Steelers, um, inexperienced or not very good quarterback play, should I say, does limit their options somewhat. Najee Harris, obviously, I love um, catching the ball, running the ball. I think he'll be fantastic. And I know you like Deontay Johnson, but yeah, I don't think this is a game they can win, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it would be a massive upset if they did. Um, 
as you said, there, there are some good weapons. I'm just double, double checking Deontay Johnson. I believe he's expected to be ready for week one. I yes, think he, he was, is. yeah. He is, yeah. So Thank God. Yeah, he injured his shoulder, didn't he, in the last preseason game. So it was a little bit scary. Um, but he is expected to be ready ready to play there. But as you say, it's uh, it, it, there's too much change at the quarterback position for any consistency there for them. I don't think, compared to Joe Burrow and his entire host of wide receivers that are standing mm-hmm. at the ready, as you say, it's it's... Yeah, I think it's an easy win for the Bengals, to be honest. Um, but, I mean, the Steelers are, are a team that I think are to watch as the season goes on because I can see them hitting their stride and actually getting getting better. Um, whereas the Bengals are kind of, they are at their peak. Um, the only way for them is down, that's really. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, it's probably worth noting that I, I don't, for the record, think they'll get to the Super Bowl again. <laughs> no, no. Not that they'll not. be bad, but that was, I think that was probably a, a little bit of a stretch, to be honest, last year. Yeah. Not I mean, a knock on them, but... They still have Evan McPherson, the, the talisman, the, the, the <laughs> kicker, so who knows? I mean, he, he did he did an exceptional job as a young kid, didn't he, to get them all the way. Um, you know, went down to the kick twice. So. Some very clutch kicks. Absolutely. Um, next up, then we've got um, we've got the Dolphins and the Patriots, which I'm kind of excited for actually. Because really, I, yeah, I think with the Dolphins, <laughs> it's you know the Patriots' defense has remained consistently excellent. Like even though the yeah, offense yeah. is kind of in in tatters, <laughs> the, the defense yeah. is still very good. And the Dolphins now have Tyreek Hill. We also have Tua kind of with two great options in, in Waddle and Hill. Mm-hmm. We also get this new kind of backfield where we're wondering who's who's going to rise. I think we're looking at Chase Edmonds as probably the RB1. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested in it more from a kind of statistic slash uh, kind of forecasting point of view, I guess, because we don't know that much about this new Dolphins offense. So it will be interesting to watch this game against a very tough defense to see how Tua behaves under pressure because he will be under pressure. Uh, yeah, you know, Bill Belichick's obviously the, the greatest coach of all time. Um, he's great at game planning for specific options and taking, you know, your, your best option away. Um, the Patriots were second in the league in terms of defence against the pass. Um, so, yeah, this is a tough matchup for Tua. Um, I think if I was to pick one of the Dolphins' options to have a good game, I think it will probably be Waddle, actually, in this one, because I do think Belichick will game plan for Tyreek. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, the Patriots' offense is so bad. I I still think the Dolphins will probably win this one. Um, I, I'm avoiding all Patriots' fancy options. I don't know about you. I think the only one that I'm somewhat intrigued by is Devontae Parker. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's, he's you know he's kind of going up against his old team here as well. So it, it will be a bit of a that's true. And I guess you're getting him very late in the draft. So <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think he, he's a good option. It's kind of a I I can see him doing what he did at the Dolphins a couple of years ago where he yeah. kind of he kind of rose to prominence, didn't he? He became a he became a fancy household name for a very brief time, but you know, he earned it. Yeah. Um I can see that kind of being the case at the Patriots. I can see him becoming more prominent, um just by virtue of him being one of the guys with the most experience there, I suppose, in it, yeah, but I am with you. I, I do think it is a Dolphins win. The Patriots offense, aside from maybe Parker, but that's due to kind of old allegiances from myself, is probably the only player that would even be interested in at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Although the Patriots defense, I'm happily taking that in leagues if if it's a defensive, if if it's a league with defensive options, um, I, I do think they are still very good and they still get a lot of points on turnovers and all the good stuff that you want from a defense. Even if they're conceding points, they're still generating points, so they are a great option in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean we'll we'll see with Tua. I think you know there are concerns about his his long range ability. Um, <laughs> And I think the Patriots are going to make sure that that's made even more difficult for him. So I can I can see as as you said, Tyreek being almost kind of locked out of this matchup. Agree. Um, yeah. I, th- I think he'll get quite low points. But as as we sort of alluded to, Waddle has always Waddle. been, or at least for the last that year, underneath playing, option. Yeah, it's just been a safety blanket, hasn't it? Yeah. And he's been a good one. He's been very reliable. Um, so I can see high volume, low low yardage for for Waddle, but. When you're in a PPR league, that's more than That's what you need. <laughs> so next up, oh, here we go, Jeff. Here we go. We've this is the juicy one. Panthers and Browns. <laughs> yeah, I think if if Mayfield obviously wasn't the storyline, this would be a, a, probably a dreadful week <laughs> one matchup. Um, but yeah, Mayfield has obviously been named the, the week one starter, which I, I don't think there was any ever doubt. I did see a few sort of analysts saying Darnold should be the clear choice but to to me that's just it's just ludicrous um absolutely madness so and obviously with the Browns issues with you know obviously Watson um they're probably not going to be very good I I can imagine for the first 11 weeks of the season so I I do think Mayfield gets his revenge um fantasy wise Mayfield's never really been a great option uh but obviously CMC uh, who I think we both had as our number two um, is is going to be fantastic this season if he stays healthy. He's the perfect option for Mayfield to sort of find his feet in the offense. So I, I can see a, a huge game from him week one, uh, coming back last season after the injury. Yeah, now I'm with you on that one. I think definitely looking at Panthers for a win here. I I have always been a bit of a fan of Baker, and I think that he's, <laughs> you have. I think that he's he's got the potential to be to be really good. Um. And I think this is the offense that he needs to be in to, to make that the case. The Browns obviously are again at quarterback position. They are kind of in a bit of a shambolic state. Um, I mean, I saw in a report. I think I don't know whether it was early this morning or late last night that uh, Kellen Mond was cut by the Vikings, and he's been signed by the the Browns. Sweet um, lord. <laughs> and a lot of Vikings fans were commenting when Mond was cut, kind of saying, is this the right decision? Soon as the Browns picked him up, everyone is like, if the Browns are taking Mond, then we've definitely dodged a bullet there. So that's the kind of opinion people have of the Browns now is just that they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. So, um, so no, yeah, I think we're, we're looking at the Panthers winning here, but the Browns still do have the likes of Nick Chubb, who is phenomenal. Yeah, the run game is still very so solid. It's, you know, he's just going to pummel them, I think. From that point of view, they've always they've always focused on that first before the pass anyway. So, um, yeah, I will be glad to see the scoreline. I don't know if I'm too excited to actually watch the game. Um, so next up, we've got another one that's um, somewhat tame, I guess, from an excitement point of view in in the Texans and the Colts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think in, in my notes for this one, I think the biggest one is going to be, I mean, this is going to be a, a feast for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the Texans last year were second bottom against the run, and obviously they played Taylor twice a season, so I, I can't imagine they're looking forward to this matchup. Um, 
if it was me, new quarterback under centre, Matt Ryan, um, I'd, you'd be feeding Taylor all game long. Um, and I think that's the way it goes. I think the Colts just um, dominate this one, unfortunately. There is a few options I do like in the Texans. Obviously, Pierce has come a long way. Yeah. Um, Marlon Mack being cut sort of solidifies him as the number one. Um, a lot of people are sort of predicting he has like a undrafted James Robinson rookie season type vibe. Um, and um, he's, he's going to be a league winner to me because uh, he's going still quite quite late in the draft. Um, and obviously Brandon Cooks always shows up. So those would be your two options for the Texans. But yeah, the, the Colts should should dominate this one, I think. It's an interesting one with Damian Pearson. I was hoping we'd get a chance to talk about him on this episode, to be honest, because he he has kind of flown under the radar until very recently, obviously with Mac being released. It's kind of mm-hmm. suddenly he's thrust into the limelight. But I think what you said there with him going quite late, I think if you were getting Pierce before now, you were getting him at an absolute discount, and it's such a bargain. I think yeah, you've done this, well after this point. I think he's he's going up the ADP like crazy, and I think people are now starting to to overvalue him a little bit, especially in dynasty formats. He's you know if you can get a first for him, bloody take and run is what I say. <laughs> you know he's kind of yeah he's you got him for a nice nice probably second round late second early third round pick, so get him traded, but um. It depends how well he plays, I suppose. But at the end of the day, still on the Texans. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, take the picks and, and leave if you can get a pick out of him. But if you've got him, then definitely he's a great guy in for a flex spot, I would say. But um, temper your expectations, especially at the as his ADP continues to rise, given the new situation in that uh, Texans. Yeah, I think... Backfield. Like you, like you said, if you got him a week ago, you were probably getting him in like the tenth, maybe the eleventh. His ADP now is is sixty eight. Yeah. Um, so yes, so yes. it has it has shot up. To be fair, so I, I'd be a little bit more um, cautious about drafting him that high. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's probably worth that. To be fair, it's just a case of you know he's gonna there is that kind of you do get the rookie hype now. Um, mm. He's not he's not tried and tested, so you know you could win anything in this uh, in this prize. Um, you know, you could get an absolutely fantastic running back, but likewise, he could actually not be very good. So I think it's just one to be careful of. Um, oh, next one, another one that falls somewhat flat, but we do have some exciting <laughs> players on these teams. Uh, we've got the Falcons and the Saints. Oh, so we, we've got some interesting offensive changes from a rookie standpoint here. So mm-hmm. we've always got Drake London for the Falcons. Yep. He's not a rookie anymore, but going into second year with Cal Pitts. Um, you do have Marcus Mariota under centre, um, but you might have Ridder later. Um, Saints, obviously, we've got Chris Olave. Uh, we've got Michael Thomas coming back. Um, Excited to see how he does. To be fair, you've got probably got Jameis Winston starting, and he flings it everywhere. So I think from a wide receiver <laughs> standpoint, Saints receivers are being undervalued. Uh, yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, I had a draft um, last weekend... Um, and got Michael Thomas very, very late. Um, and I think, yeah, undervalued is the word, because th- there's no way if Winston stays healthy and Thomas stays healthy that, that he doesn't have a great season. But, you know, we're talking about a guy that for the first four or five seasons was it had 100-plus catches. <laughs> Mental. Like, so it's it, it's in PPR leagues, if he stays healthy, I can't see him not performing. He's still good at the end of the day, still an amazing talent. Um, so, yeah, completely agree. I think they are being undervalued. I think... The, the Falcons, they do have, like you said, a couple of exciting options. I think, yeah, the, the quarterback play is really the only issue. Um, I still think, like we talked about on the wide receiver episode, I, th- I still think Kyle Pitts 
no matter what, I think still has a good season. Um, like we said, his touchdowns were only one last year, so I think that those numbers certainly go up. Um, and I, I do still have a soft spot for Cordaro Patterson as well in that sort of running back wide receiver hybrid role that he does. I think he'll still be uh, very good for people in like a flex spot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, next up then we've got we've got the Jets and the Ravens, which again, I, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I've, to be fair, in a lot of my drafts, I've got quite a lot of stock in, in Bruce Is that because you've got lots of Ravens players? And I also am yeah, stacking <laughs> Ravens players for, for better or for worse. So, uh, yeah, this is an interesting one for me. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Jets play. I have heard, well, I think we've both discussed in previous episodes recently, the woes of, uh, of, Wilson, of Zach Wilson um, and how he's not performing quite as well as people had hoped. But we do have Brees Hall. There have been worries about Brees Hall's ability, but I think it's smoke and mirrors personally. I am all in on Brees Hall this year. Um, and yeah, I, I, it might be a massive mistake, but I'm, I'm taking him where <laughs> I can. Ravens-wise, again, I really like Dobbins, but I'm kind of one of a few there. Dobbins has kind mm. of really sunk in a lot of people's uh, minds and expectations, Dobbins, yeah. but he is coming off kind of a nasty ACL tear mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, he might have a Saquon Barkley last year kind of return, which is really not what I want. But Lamar Jackson, again, absolutely fantastic. We've obviously got a reduced wide receiver core on the Ravens, but we still have Rashad Bateman, who's shown promise. We've got Mark Andrews, who's Great your option. tight end number one on the year. Um, you heard it here first. You can't get those numbers without getting the ball thrown <laughs> to him by Mr. Jackson. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting game for me personally, just because I've got so many players on each of the... Well, on each I say so many on each offense. I literally have Brees Hall. I'm not touching any other chess players. Um, but... Lots of Ravens for me, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a nice, easy Ravens win with plenty of points on the board for me. Uh, yeah, the Jet the Jets defense last year was dreadful. Um, they made a su- couple of subtle improvements, but um, I mean, I, the biggest one is obviously we're not. We are still unsure, I believe, as to to who will start. Obviously, Zach Wilson may not be healthy enough. I believe, in which case, Joe Flacco will get the reins. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Brees Hall is the only player I'd touch on the Jets. Um, and, yeah, the Ravens. I'm starting all my Ravens players um, because, yeah, the Jets' defence, I just don't think we'll be able to cope with the, the versatility of, of Jackson. Exactly. Next up, I think I think we finally found it, Jack. I think we found the most boring game of the week. <laughs> we've, we've got the Commanders and we've got the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Um, Shall we just move on? Um, yeah, this is a this isn't a great one. Um, I, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for the Jaguars. Uh, I'm not sure why, to be honest. You want um, them to win, don't you? You just look at yeah, them yeah, and I do. pity them and you're like, come on, guys. I think there's, there's so much hype around Trevor Lawrence coming into the league and he's just not been able to <laughs> do too much. And, you know, they're paying bloody Christian mm. Kirk the equivalent value oh, of God, the yeah, was it? And it's like, yeah. just get, get someone more proven. I mean, Kirk might be fantastic, but like, it's a risk. It's a yeah, it's a massive risk. Uh, there's there's a couple of interesting storylines in this one. Obviously, yeah, Kirk they're being very highly paid is one of them. Um, the Jags running back situation. Um, obviously, Travis Etienne um, seems to be everyone's favourite. Um, but all I keep hearing is that James Robinson will be back for Week One. 
Um, Which fills you with excitement, I'm sure. It fills me with massive amounts of excitement. I think probably long-term, don't get me wrong, I think I think they probably do lead towards Etienne. Uh, but you've got to remember, he's coming off a season which he missed the entire year, so let's sort of taper expectations. And then on the flip side of the Commanders, you've got Carson Wentz, who is, is just dreadful. Um, <laughs> I really don't understand how he's still in the league. Unfortunately, that does sort of put me off players like McLaurin and Dotson, um, yeah. as, as you can imagine, which is a shame because McLaurin over the past few years, I've really, really rated. Um, and then Antonio Gibson, who looked like he was going to be pushed out as the starter to Brian Robinson. Then obviously, uh, Brian Robinson was unfortunately involved in a in a shooting. He is, he is fine and seems to be recovering well, but I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that backfield now, whether it's J.D. McKissick taking a step forward or Gibson gets the work until Robinson has recovered fully. Yeah, it's really sad, horrible news. Yeah, horrible. There, so it, it's yeah, and it's hard to speculate. I think when you've got that kind of that cloud of what happened kind of yeah. bearing down on you, so I think it's just one to to wait and see. Obviously, I think from a kind of human perspective, it's just it's just utterly horrible for them all. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of their, their colleague as well. So, um, so hopefully, um. Hopefully they're able to go out and play football and and have a good time doing it. I think is the main thing that you want from that. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. I guess when you when you're putting it into fantasy terms, then it's it's just a it's just a really awkward one to yeah. kind of come to terms with and, and look at from any kind of meaningful sense. So I guess we'll see how things how things turn out there. Um, leading us on to the next next game, which this is, is it is the Vikings and the Packers. So. <laughs> This will set the tone for the season, I think, for the Vikings. I'm hoping it's a resounding victory. Yeah, it's exactly what I put in my notes. In my notes, I've just put this. This is the Vikings' chance to put a stamp on the division, put their stamp on the division. I think this this would be a massive game for them to win. Personally, I, I think they do win this as well. Um, I think, you know, you've got Justin Jefferson, who I think will have a massive game. On the flip side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is obviously reeling from losing his is wide receiver one in Devante Adams. We still don't quite know what's happening with the Packers wide receivers who's going to sort of step forward and become the one. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the Vikings can and should win this one. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's the, the Vikings team is more stable. You know, it's, it's practically yeah. the same team as last year. As, as I keep preaching, you know, if the Vikings hadn't given up any any points in the last two minutes of any game <laughs> last year, they would have been something like 16 and one. Um, stop, stop saying that stat. It's, 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 <laughs> it's horrible. One. It's one. Um, so, but we now have a more offensively minded head coach. Yeah. Also, interestingly, I guess, speaking about the Vikings really quickly is the acquisition of Jalen Rager, uh, from yeah. the Eagles. So obviously it's Interesting kind of one. a famed, famed decision from the Eagles there to take Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, leaving Jefferson to join the Vikings, and he's obviously been a revelation. He's my wide receiver <laughs> one now on the year. Um, and now the Vikings get both first-round picks. Now, obviously, it's, one of yeah. them isn't necessarily <laughs> as, as impressive as the other, but we have to remember how highly regarded Rager was going he into was. the league at the time. He did have a great college career. He has been with a team that's been somewhat tumultuous from a mm-hmm. coaching standpoint, from a QB standpoint, love Jalen Hurts. Obviously, I've, I've preached about him for years now, um, but he's he's not the best passer in the league. Kirk Cousins is a better passer than than yeah, Hurts of course, is. yeah. Um, so it's it's 
it might be a new start for him. It's a little worrying for KJ Osborne because obviously he's been a bit of a nice little wide receiver three for a while. Uh, especially last year, a lot of people were picking him up because he was putting up some points there. But, you know, Rager could be coming in to take on that spot. Adam Thielen isn't getting any younger. This is probably his last, maybe last year yeah, of, of true productivity, I think, sadly, because I love the guy. Uh, I am going to miss him when he's not playing anymore, to be honest. But, yeah, so if you've got kind of uh, Jefferson and Rager, and if Rager does actually step up to the mantle that, you know, was prophesized, then... The Vikings might have actually got an absolute bargain there, so um, so yeah, it's, a, it's it's an interesting one. But all that being said, I'm just hoping for a win against the Packers because uh, obviously the sworn enemies and they need to be put down a peg or two. <laughs> yeah, couldn't yeah couldn't agree more. I mean, the, the Rager thing does is it, it's a little bit funny because obviously I, I do remember watching the video of, of the Vikings war room when the Eagles decided to not take Jefferson and take Rager and they're just all absolutely buzzing. So the fact that they have both now is just hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, it is it's mental how things change. And I think I think the actual uh, the trade itself was for something like a, a fifth, potentially a fourth and a seventh. Yeah, <laughs> so it, was, it was. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> oh, God, next up we've got the Titans and the Giants. Oh, God. Um, yeah, the, the Titans obviously... There's a few few stories to run through with them. Obviously, AJ Brown, the loss of AJ Brown is is a big one. Um, I don't quite think they'll be the same in terms of the uh, the passing game. Unfortunately, they they also don't have Julio Jones either. So, I, although he didn't do a massive amount last season, he was still a deep threat. Uh, the big one, obviously, Derek Henry is back. Um, I think he'll be fantastic again. Um, not we're not sure how much longer for, obviously, with his volume of carries. He's the Brady of the running back world, isn't he? <laughs> I he hope so. Never, never <laughs> um, on the flip side, the Giants, obviously, again, are just dreadful. Um, this this has got to be um, Danny Dimes' as last year, you would have thought. Uh, their receiving core isn't great. Um, I showed you that clip the other day of Golladay in training just not giving like any effort whatsoever. Um, I know you're still fairly high on Barkley. I'm not personally, um, but yeah, I, th- I think the Titans probably walk this one, and I think Derek Henry has a massive return. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're we're hoping for. Um, I I do think Barkley has got more left in the tank than than people anticipate, so I am cautiously optimistic. But again, he's the he's the only part of that Giants offense that would even be tempted by taking. I think this year. Um, whereas the Titans do have have merit there, um, and Traylon Burks as well. I'm looking forward to seeing him in action. Um, as yeah. much as there have been a few concerns about his um, his ability after draft, but he's, I think he's going to be good still. I think he's definitely worth picking up. He, he's going quite late actually, Burks. So I think he might actually be a bit of a, a bit of a bargain rookie pick for anybody who dares take him. Maybe in the later rounds. Um, next up, then we've got the Chargers and the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, great, great divisional matchup this one to start with. Um, I mean, we've already discussed how absolutely loaded that division is, um, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, so I think this will be, and there will be several of these throughout the year, I think this will be a bit of a barn burner, to be honest. Um, Herbert versus Carr, the addition of Devante Adams. Um, Herbert's obviously got his usual weapons in Eckler, Mike Williams and Allen. Um, so I think in terms of a fantasy... Um, game, I think this is going to be absolutely crazy. I'm starting all my players from both teams. Yeah, 
That sounds sounds like a sensible uh, option there, and uh, yeah, I'll be surprised if that that the, the scoreline remains low on that one. Um, oh, next up then we've got the Chiefs uh, and the Cardinals. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty tasty matchup. This, to be honest, I think it well, obviously the Cardinals have had a few issues. Obviously, Hopkins being out, but I think uh, I think yeah, I think this will be a good one from a fantasy fantasy perspective. Main thing I'm sort of uh, keeping an eye on is obviously which wide receiver for the Chiefs steps forward. Um, you've got you know Kelsey is the is probably going to be the one again in terms of um, targets from Mahomes, but whether Sky Moore or Juju takes a massive step forward, uh, that will be certainly interesting to see. On the flip side of the ball, the Cardinals always start pretty hot and then sort of fade into the background. Mm. Um, we love Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's an electric talent, um, so he'll certainly be able to get points on the board. Um, and then obviously James Connor, can he sort of repeat the same form in terms of touchdown productivity that he did last season? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of expectation placed on James Connor's shoulders to be. Was quite... it eighteen touchdowns? Was it something mental, crazy like it? that? It was a lot, but I can see him continuing. He doesn't. He doesn't have the competition now as well. So I guess you know everything is going to be coming his way, which is probably yeah, good and bad because you know a couple of seasons ago everyone wouldn't touch him because the team was made of <laughs> glass. So um, yeah, if he can stay healthy, I think James Connor it might be a. A sneaky league winner for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he just gets that. He gets that volume. Um, and the Chiefs, given their completely different uh, layout and setup this year, obviously losing Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they they're going to be an interesting team to watch. I think um, we'll see how Mahomes fares because he had a wobble last year. If, he if did. You'll remember, he a good did five a or six of, weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, he wasn't playing too well, and then he kind of regained form as as we all kind of expected he would but he is he's in a very different situation now and uh, Tyreek Hill is one of the I would say easily one of the top five talents in the the NFL from a receiver's standpoint so yeah. um, maybe even top three so losing someone of that caliber it's a is, big loss yeah it's a big loss and, and, and obviously he's he being Mahomes has always played with him uh, him being <laughs> Hill so um, I guess it's uh it's going to be a weird year for him this year, especially when he's you know when you're getting a kind of downgrade to the likes of Juju Smith Schuster instead. You know, there's a, there's a lot of pressure on Smith Schuster's shoulders to to actually Massively. play really well this year, and he he might rise to the challenge, uh, but likewise he he might not. Okay, so we're on our penultimate game now, and that's uh, that's the Cowboys, and they're playing the Buccaneers. Yeah, this is another interesting one because obviously this was this was the Week One matchup last year as well. Um, and the Buccaneers edged it by two. Um, it's it's a tough one for the for the Cowboys to be honest to start with because the the Bucks team at the end of the day is is still very good. Um, they haven't really lost any of their options. Um, Brady obviously coming back at the age of forty five. Mental. Is is just it just keeps getting crazier every year. He still has some fantastic weapons. Um, obviously, I know they've lost Gronk, but Mike Evans, as we discussed, is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Um, he'll continue to be fantastic, um, and I am pretty high on Leonard Fournette as well. Um, Brady trusts him. He never fumbles, and he's a great pass catcher. So I think that'll be the first thing for the Buccaneers to focus on. The Cowboys on the flip side, I, I, I think... I'm not sure what your thing is, but I think they'll probably end up being the same old Cowboys this year. I don't think they'll make anything in terms of a playoff run. As much as I love Dak, um, 
their wide receiver core isn't the best. Um, and obviously we still don't really know what's going to happen in terms of the run game. Zeke's obviously still on a, a relatively big contract. Um, but for me, and I assume for you as well, Pollard, he does look the better player whenever he gets gets his touches. Yeah, good assessment. He's I just think. quicker. Yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, it's funny how, how Brady has come back as well this year from a... A longevity standpoint, I think when he retired, he would have retired great. I think my worry with Brady is, you know, he he is just a man. You know, he's going to have to fall off a cliff at some point, and if he keeps playing, that, yeah. that will when happen. will that be? He's yeah. gonna, you know, he's gonna retire as potentially a disgraced player rather than you know looked upon for his his accolades. I mean, he always will be looked upon for his accolades. He is the greatest player to mm. have ever played the game. But he'd still but, rather go out on top, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, is, is his coming back a bad idea? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll see. We will see. And obviously Bruce Arians isn't there anymore as a, as a head coach due to uh, rumoured fallings out and uh, mm-hmm. conflict there. So Todd Bowles isn't Bruce Arians. Um, no, very, very good point. So it's going to be... Yeah, I can't see the Buccaneers getting to another Super Bowl, put it that way. But, you know, I didn't think they'd make it with Tom Brady either, and <laughs> how wrong it was. So, finally, it's, it's your Broncos this time, and they're playing the absolute... I know I've said absolute shambles about a few teams, but <laughs> this one really rings true. We've got the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, I've only, I've only got one sort of bullet point under this game, and it's just start all Broncos players, including the defence. Yeah. Um, I... You know, Russell Wilson obviously against Seattle, um, but like you said, the Seahawks are in absolute disarray. Uh, Geno Smith is the is the week one starter after after Drew Locke's horrendous three interception preseason game against Dallas, um, and he, despite the Seahawks having some very solid receivers, in fact, some elite receivers, you know, Geno Smith is is just unfortunately not the caliber of quarterback to to unlock those options. So yeah, I'm starting all my Broncos players. Um, I think as the season progresses, and as we discussed on the last episode, um, Cortland Sutton, I think, will end up being sort of our wide receiver one. Um, and I think our defence is a, is a great start this week as well. Great stuff. So I guess that brings us to the end of the uh, of the, the forecast. So we'll have a little bit of a look at, at our home dynasty league i guess and see where where people are and, and how things are going so one fairly major change to our league that happened in the off season that's yet to be properly implemented i think it kicks off when the first game is about to begin is that our rosters have been reduced Shot. our benches have been reduced by five um so we've had a lot of players being dropped um which i think is a good thing it, it keeps the the waivers healthy uh, yeah it, it helps that it helps the weaker teams to to kind of have a few more dart throws and punts on on using the waiver wire to kind of bolster themselves. It keeps the competition healthier. So I think all in all, it was a good decision, and it was something that needed to be done rather than just having everybody stash any player of any possible value at any point <laughs> yeah. in the next few years. Um, so I guess we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with uh, Rohan's team, shall we? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah. So Rohan's team, he still has Tom Brady uh, as his QB one. Um, as we say, Tom Brady is is absolutely fantastic. There are questions as to when he's going to fall off that cliff, but probably it won't be this year. Um, I would say he's a, he's a solid he's a solid QB. He was in my top ten. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, solid QB. Um, obviously, I assume Rohan at some point over the next couple of years will draft someone because looking to his bench with Jimmy G and Zach Wilson, he, he does need a second option. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so I guess we kind of go down then to uh, to the running back position. So we've got a, a dual punch of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Rashad Penny here. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Edwards Alaire, um, and I think he, he will probably have a decent season. It's like as long as he plays and he and he stays healthy, it's it's tough not to get some um, good games when you're in that Mahomes offense. Um, but yeah, the, the the depth beyond that is is a little bit of an issue. Yeah, so Rohan does have a few guys uh, sort of on the bench. Um... Trey Sermon apparently has just been claimed by the Eagles. Um, so, okay. You know, there's, there's a backup for them there. That's something. Sorry, my cat. <laughs> my cat's just been bashing at the door, so I just let him in. He's going to want to go out as soon as I shut the door again. Um, yeah, I mean, Mike Davis is, is obviously a backup. We've got both Damien and Daryl Williams, who are kind of aging uh, options mm. there. So... Yeah, the running back situation for Rohan isn't isn't great, I guess. No. Um, but it's again, it's it's the position that's kind of the most tumultuous in the sense that you can. Wow, my cat is going absolutely <laughs> mental. I don't know if you can hear him. He just ran into the door. Do you want to get out? Come on. <laughs> right, he's gone. He's probably going to want to come back in a minute. Um, so you know, you can pick up new running backs. In the draft, they don't mm. last very long. They have a short shelf life. So, of all the positions that you know you need to replenish, running back is probably the one for everybody. So, we'll move on to the wide receivers, I guess. So we've got yeah. DK Metcalf. Obviously, has a, a bit of a loss of, of mm. Russell Wilson there, so that's going to diminish his ability. Here. And he is also paired with Tyler Lockett, so it's kind of a dual, dual punch to Rohan there a with, dual the, with the loss of Wilson. <laughs> Mike Evans, obviously, uh, is, great, is a great, great option. Player. Uh, he's been so consistent. Uh, Kyle Pitts, probably the the best dynasty tight end you can have, to be honest. Yeah, without a doubt. So absolutely fantastic there. Um, Adam Thielen might be in his last year of productive play, but I still think he's going to put up some some good points. He was still a top thirty wide receiver last year, even though he was thirty one. So you can't really complain too much there. Um, we've got Ramondre Stevenson in the flex spot. Yeah, of, of all of the RBs you could have for New England, I guess he's maybe the one that you'd want. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. He got he got some solid work towards the end of the end of the season. And they found the end zone a few times, so yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and then we've got uh, just to kind of cap off the team, we've got Harrison Butker as the as the kicker there for Kansas City, so not a bad choice. And uh, the Tampa Bay defense, of course. Who else would it be for Rohan? So. <laughs> Yeah, and then on the bench, I guess we've got Zach Wilson, who's probably one of the highlights of, of the bench spots for Rohan. I think, you know, he, <laughs> he is questionable. Um, but uh, at the same time, I think uh, I think he's worth he's worth the kind of dart throw. I think he's still he's still young. He still has time to prove he himself. He is, yeah. Um, and then Cal Trask obviously is a backup to step into Brady's shoes if that time should ever come. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Gage, Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Hayden Hurst. So he's got a few. He's got a few backups there, but no one of kind of huge standing that's going to revolutionise the game. I guess. 
Uh, no, um, I think you know he's got he's got Jameson Williams on injured reserve as well. I think that's noteworthy. I do I do rate Williams, um, the Lions receiver who's on the pup at the minute, and then I do also think it's probably worth him taking Wondale Robinson out of the taxi squad and promoting him because I, I do think he will have a, a, a relatively good season. Yeah, for that's, the, for, that's the, for the Giants, I really I really do like him. Yeah, that is a great shout. Excellent. So, sadly for Rohan, I don't think that he's got a championship-winning team this year. And uh, no, I think he's. I think on like you know the the, the aging team um, is 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 not great. He does have a couple of good young options, but then like you said, the the biggest blow is obviously Wilson leaving the Seahawks. Just devalues that wide receiver core so so much. Unfortunately, so yeah, I don't I don't think this will be the year. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'll be. It's it. Yeah, I think that is the biggest loss that he's had. Is Massive. ironically a player that isn't even on his team, but uh, has had so much of an impact on players on his team. You know, stacking the books and stacking the yeah the Seahawks is is a good plan. Whilst you've got you know the likes of Brady and Wilson there, but I think once they've gone, it does have a huge, massive effect on the mm-hmm. team's ability. Um, so. So yeah, it's, it's it is a shame, but who knows? I mean, if the Seahawks draft an excellent QB, which I think they probably will do in next year's draft, suddenly Ryan's so. team is elevated once again, and you know he's if he can draft that QB, you know, now he's Brady. Jeez, <laughs> he would have a massive stack, and he would also be kind of instantly thrust much higher in in sort of possible points. I would say so. It is an interesting one for sure. Um, okay, so next up, then we will go to. Why don't we go for Kieran? Yeah, of course, that sounds good to me. Obviously, Kieran, as I think we've mentioned, was involved in a massive trade with yourself. He was. Um, what, what was it? Pat Mahomes for Kirk Cousins, and how many firsts? Uh, it's a three good or question. four. So I think I got. <laughs> Did I get two firsts this year, one first next year, and a first the year after, I think it was. So, yeah, absolutely mammoth trade. That shook the league. Um, but it does give Kieran um fantastic uh, quarterback pairing of Mahomes and Kyler Murray. Um, you, you, you can't get much better than that outside of Allen and Justin Herbert, uh, which one of our other um, members of the league does have. Uh, so he's got great quarterback options. Um, nothing really can go wrong there. Um, if we flick to the running backs, um, you've got Cam Akers, who we've mentioned. Um, I think he could be good. Just depends on how he is after the, the injuries last season. Josh Jacobs, just going to say it. Don't rate him. Think he's dreadful. Yeah, I mean he, yeah, he was he was the RB eleven last year. Um, I believe. He was, and that that which, baffles me to this day because he only think, adds. You know, you have to you have to kind of consider that from a PPR standpoint. You know, he was per game. He was getting fourteen point nine three. He was getting eleven point three three in standards. So he, you know, he does have impact in that kind of receiving game. I guess sufficient that it does elevate his points. Um, and he doesn't really have much in the way of competition either. So I would say it's true. I would say he's an RB three. Um, yeah, I'd be with, happy to with call RB2 him that. upside. upside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's. If if I had him, I would probably want him as my RB3 rather than my RB2. Yeah, that's um, a fair that's a fair comment. Especially given, you know, 
given the situation, but he's still young as well. He's 24 years old. It feels like he's been in the league for bloody ages. Yeah, that I must admit, when I flicked him up on my app there and saw he was 24, I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is, he is like, he's only a year older than Cam Akers, but he seems like he's about three or four, doesn't it? So it's quite crazy. So um, yeah, I guess, and then Miles Sanders is, is Miles sort Sanders. of third, third running back there. I think the problem with Sanders is you just don't know whether he's going to get the ball or not. I think Hurts kind of gobbles up those chances. Hurts is the RB1 on... Uh, he is. On it, I mean, it's noteworthy as well. He does have, who I, I slightly prefer to Sanders, because Sanders, is obviously he's questionable with, he's always questionable. He does have Kenneth Gainwell as well as, 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 as a backup, which is nice. Um... And then who else have we got on the bench? We've got, you know, J.D. McKissick, decent in terms of catching the ball, and Naheem Hines. Um, once we switch to receiver, he's got some great young options. You've got C.D. Lamb, who was both in our top 12. Um, Jerry Judy, um, who I really rate. Um, and then Chris Olave as well, so some great young receiving options. Yeah, yeah. I think that the, the wide receiver core that... that... Mm. Kieran has got there is, uh, and is, Brandon is quite enviable to be honest he's got yeah. a really good young Great team um, yeah I mean Alave was uh, I'd like to take some credit for that I think uh, I, I was advising him to take Alave at that point <laughs> you influenced that decision I, didn't I you think Alave is going to be good <laughs> I think he's going to be very good um, yeah so it's, it's a young team I think it's a it team, team that still has potential to improve I think that the weakest area is definitely running back yeah. Um, if you know, if Kieran could get one of the top five running backs and slot him in the space where Miles Sanders is, for example, then he's really, then he's really a threat. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Kyler Murray, Pat Mahomes, uh, one-two punch is good. I guess the only issue Kieran has now is that you know he doesn't have a first-round pick until twenty twenty-five. Um, yeah, so really, he needs to. I mean, if I was in his position, I'd want to win before I get to that point. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think you. It's almost. You know, is it is it worth caring looking at maybe trading the likes of Jerry Judy or C D Lamb for a really good running back given the sort of depth he has at the R B position? Um maybe. You know, you can kind of mm, that's a good point. Like Brandon Cooks is on the bench, for example. If you switch Brandon Cooks for Jerry Judy, but switch Jerry Judy for a a top uh running back, then suddenly you're kind of bolstering your, your team massively. And I know I would be very interested in a trade for uh, Lam or Judy. Just, uh, just <laughs> the same. As would I. Um, As would I. <laughs> so yeah, I think upgrade running back, and, and you've got a solid team there for sure. Um, next up, then we'll move on to Lewis. Lewis, okay, um, bit of a an interesting one. Um, Lewis obviously was involved in a a blockbuster trade with Alex um, only 22 days ago. Uh, Lewis receiving Devontae Adams and Alvin Kamara um, and giving up Calvin Ridley, Kenneth Walker, the Seahawks RB, um, and two firsts, one this year, one, this year, one next year. Um, that leaves Lewis's team looking very good, as we've discussed, in every position but the quarterback. So just to run through his team... Um, his QB1 is Deshaun Watson. Obviously, that's uh, not an option for him at the minute. Um, his backups are then Justin Fields, um, Trubisky and Wentz. Um, I don't think anyone would agree they're very good options. <laughs> no, it's, it's, such, it's a very lopsided team. Because, I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey are the undisputed one and two. Yeah, it's backs. crazy that he has those two. They it's are crazy. like 
utterly insane and they will generate so many points for him. Devontae Adams, even though he's not at Green Bay anymore, still absolutely fantastic. Yeah, still fantastic DJ player. Moore, I, I love. I think yeah. with Baker, he might even... Rate him. Well, I, I'm hesit- I don't know whether I want to put my name to that statement. <laughs> Please don't. Um, Pat Freermuth, you know, he was he was doing he was doing things. He was quite kind of a nice tight end last year. Uh, I guess there is a bit of an issue with the quarterback situation over there in uh, Pittsburgh, but still not terrible. Amari Cooper, again, at Cleveland, not great situation, but a fantastic player. Alvin Kamara, if everything kind of goes through and he's, you know, he's fine from a kind of legal perspective, he's another great player. But then you've got Justin Fields and Carson Wentz, and it's such a... Such a crazy team. It's such a drop-off at that point. So Justin Fields last year was QB 31. Nice. Uh, Carson Wentz last year was QB 14. So you don't have a top. You don't That's have a QB 1, basically. higher than I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, Wentz is higher than I expected. But even then, his, his, his points per game, just to put it into perspective, was 15 points a game. You know, you want you you want your QB you want to be generating twenty plus really, um, but having said that, McCaffrey will more than certainly overcompensate for the uh, yeah for, for a the loss, loss there, as uh, and Kamara will if he plays. So it's such a bizarre team. I mean, I'd like to say that you know he, Lewis could win the whole thing, but I just feel like his QB situation is is holding him back at this point. If he can, if he could trade one of those top three. RBs for even someone someone like Derek Carr for example or Kirk yeah. Cousins you know kind of a guy who's someone that could be a top 12 option yeah exactly somebody yeah. who has the potential of doing really well I think he, he's got quite a scary team up there. I'm utterly terrified until I see those two QBs and then I, I kind <laughs> they of they just burst into laughter yeah it's, it's weird isn't <laughs> it sorry Lewis yeah I do apologise he, he's, he's navigated himself very well in a sense but he's also hamstring himself in that he, like Kieran, doesn't have a first-round pick now for some until twenty twenty-five. So, you know, he has to, he has to win this year or next year, um, you know, to be able to kind of get that return on there. And uh, I mean, at the minute, Jonathan Taylor is going. He, he's worth a whole host of riches. If you could trade Jonathan Taylor. Oh, you get an insane amount you back. You get a very big... It's like my, my Mahomes offer with Kieran. Um, I, I didn't think Mahomes was sellable, but Kieran kind of asked me what I would sell him for, so I just said a ridiculous, you know, like four first-rounders and a, a decent... <laughs> Assuming it would never happen. And it happens. <laughs> so maybe Lewis needs to look to look to trade in Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's young. Uh, he was the RB1 last year. He is a great player, but... all. If you can upgrade, so if you can drop Jonathan Taylor down for a slightly worse RB, but upgrade Justin Fields, or in fact, upgrade Carson Wentz yeah. for somebody who's, you know, a QB2, QB1, that's a winning team. But it just, it concerns me. That QB situation just concerns me. There's Massively. so many points tied up in the QB spot. Like, they will consistently get you a lot of points. Um,. And it's just a bit of a gap there, I guess. But as I say, at the same time, when you've got Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara as you running oh, yeah. back one, two, it's, and three, it's, it's beyond like, belief. That's insane. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a strange team. It's a strange. I can see him definitely getting the playoffs. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. The, the running backs will carry him there alone, I would imagine. But I think once you start playing stronger teams, like say 
yourself and Tom who we'll get on to, I think that's when the quarterbacks are going to make a, a huge difference. Yeah, and all it takes for a running, all it takes for Lewis's team to fall to pieces is a running back to go down. And as we all know, a running back, the running back position is the most injury heavy. Yeah. Um, you you never get. I can't remember the last year where like every running back taken in the first round lasted the entire <laughs> yeah. season. Like, it just doesn't happen. So there is a there is a lot of risk there for Lewis. A lot of risk. But if they all stay healthy, um, yeah, he could win it all. I guess it's. It's such an odd team to to kind of review it just because of the way that it's constructed. Yeah, completely agree. I think playoffs for Lewis, but I think the quarterback situation for me is just too dodgy to put him any higher. Yeah, I definitely think uh, maybe maybe if Lewis can get some sort of trade going there, um, you know, McCaffrey isn't a player that many people will trade for. Unless they're a win no, now team, now. which you know Lewis doesn't really want to be trading away a win now player to a win now team, but with someone like Jonathan Taylor who has value in his age and his longevity, mm. you can get a king's ransom in return, and that yeah. king's ransom could include a quarterback that would just put him over the top. Over yeah, the top. maybe wait and see what happens with Kamara because if Kamara doesn't play this year, also true. Um, you know, it might just be worth sticking to your guns and hoping for the best, but. If Kamara does play, you do already have two RB1s in your RB1-2 slot. Maybe trade someone away to try and get some more depth at that QB position. Um, especially because Fields moves a lot as well. You know, he could get injured himself and yep. then you don't really have anyone to fall back on. Um, cool, that was, a, that was a long discussion on that one. But yeah, <laughs> quite a unique, uni- uniquely constructed team. I guess we move on now to, we'll move on to James. Can I just interrupt for a second? I would take a, a short 30 second break. I've just got to get the door. Sure. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Great stuff. So you've got the door. So we'll begin with. Uh, <laughs> we'll begin with Jack. Um, not Jack, sorry. That's you. We'll begin with James uh, for, the, for the next part. James's team, which is, uh, is starting to get a bit scary. Uh, yeah, well, I would agree. Um, obviously, first few years he was crippled by injury um, when obviously Dak and. Um, Saquon Barkley went down uh, but I must admit now that the, the injuries have stopped he's sort of rounded into form uh, so just to run through his team a little bit if we look at the quarterbacks we've got Prescott, Jameis Winston um, and Derek Carr actually um, so some very good options there at quarterback um, running backs a great young one-two punch you've got Najee Harrison, DeAndre Swift two of the best young options in the league yeah uh, both, I believe, were inside our top six. So fantastic options there for James. And then he does have Saquon Barkley, um, who I'll admit, if he stays healthy, should be good. I just don't think he will. <laughs> and then yeah. if we skip over to receiver, we've got McLaurin, Cortland Sutton. Uh, so two two good options. Um, McLaurin, I think, obviously takes a bit of a hit because of the quarterback situation, but Sutton, I do think, will be fantastic. Um, we've got George Kittle. A tight end, great option, no matter who the quarterback is, I think. And then if we flick to the flex and some of the bench, we've got Marquise Brown, uh, you've got Tony Pollard, um, Jarvis Landry, Alan Robinson, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, and Hunter Renfro as well, who I, I really rate. And then you've got Rashad Bateman and more of the Jets as well. So it's it's a, it's a strong depth in that team, I think. Yeah, it's... Um... 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think the fact that like the likes of Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore are on the bench and Darnell Mooney. It's crazy, isn't it? You've got, you've got three very young, very good wide receivers on the bench there. Hunter Renfro is obviously on the bench. He will take a bit of a dip due to, uh, due issues, to Adams. issues with Adams. They're gobbling all everything. Alan Robinson, uh, you know, he's probably going to be on fire in LA. Jarvis Landry, you know, he's... I suppose Jarvis Landry of all of them has taken the biggest drop. Um... Yeah, he's good. And, and Hopkins as well in the injury spot. Like, James's wide oh, yeah, receiver core see that. is pretty... Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Very fleshed out. Um, however, he doesn't have a first-round pick until 2024, so I'd be tempted to try and shift some of those for for picks, you know, to offload them. The, the bench is too deep, in my opinion. It's too good. Yeah, he might, he might find himself in a situation where he'll have a lot of weeks where... Because you've got six or seven options, as I'm sure, as fancy players with all experience, that your bench often outperforms one of your starters. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's he's going to find out a lot that he's got, you know, players there that are really very very good who will do better than the ones he picks, and he's going to have a nightmare as a as a manager yeah. from week to week choosing <laughs> who to choose. He's trying to stash some of those, some of that value in his draft picks instead. Is probably a better idea to an extent. Um, you know, Alan Robinson, for example, he's a great option to trade to a win now team. Mm-hmm. Um, Agree. Just because of his his value, but he's also it's also kind of a it's a it's a high reward, low risk move for James because if he moves Alan Robinson, he's twenty nine years old. He's only going to have a couple of years left. Mm-hmm. If James can make out with a decent draft pick, then you know, if someone's going to win their league with Alan Robinson, if they you know if they have a lack of wide receiver yeah. options you can demand quite a hefty sum for him and it would be paid. So, yeah, James has got a very good team, actually. I, I do like his team this year and I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be one to watch. I suppose the only the only somewhat weak spot, I guess, is QB2 with Winston, but even then, um, Winston has the capacity to put up massive numbers. Yeah, It's just the interceptions that's the concern. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see James, James doing really well this year as long as he stays more injury-free. Uh, that is, that's. I would say it's a solid all-round team. He's he's got good players in every position. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, so we'll move on to to Alex, who was one of the two finalists last year. Yeah, Alex again. You know, very, very good team. So QB, uh, we've got Joe Burrow, who I think you know everyone agrees is an absolute incredible talent. Uh, moving down, however. I, I personally don't think Tua uh, will be very good long-term. Um, and then we've got Mac Jones and Marcus Mariota uh, as well. So after Joe Burrow, the quarterback position gets a little bit weaker. Uh, running backs, we've got Nick Chubb. Great option. Has been fantastic for years. Gibson um, it seems to be the starter of the minute, but we're not sure after that. And he did also get Kenneth Walker in that trade and still has Damian Harris and Michael Carter. Um, receivers Cooper Cup and Keenan Allen as your one-two punch, and then T Higgins as your as your flex option, which is you know that's a great three piece. Oh yeah, definitely. In terms of receivers, and then he does also have the likes of Christian Kirk, who's probably going to be the receiver one, um, even if he was overpaid. And then you've got Garrett Wilson uh, and Amari Rogers as well, so some some decent young options as well. And then he's got tight end and tight end Mark Andrews. So yeah, I can't I can't argue with that. It's a, it's a very good team. It is, yeah. I think the weakest spot is is running back, really. Um, yeah, I agree. Having you know Gibson, I'm 
am somewhat slightly ecstatic at the fact that he's had such a fall from grace, given that Alex Same. has lost. I nearly traded for him. <laughs> you know, he's, he got him from me for a very cheap price, so I'm quite glad that he's living up to that cheap price in uh, Um But yeah, I suppose the wide receivers section is, is somewhat concerning. Keenan Allen, obviously, is getting older. Cooper Cup is getting older. He's got a lot of guys who are kind of in their prime. So Alex is a win-now team for sure. 100%. Which is why I think from from my point of view, I can't quite fathom the trade that Alex made with Lewis uh, to trade away. Uh, no, it's like we said, it, it, it should be. If you looked at it on paper, it should be reversed, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Lewis should be trying to go for the kind of... Yeah, uh, for the, 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 picks. the picks. Whereas Alex should be going for the, for the win-now pieces. Whereas... So Alex tried to send me an offer for, for Mixon, which seemed like a fair offer, but then this other trade went down. And I, I've i I've looked at Alex's team and I know that should I trade um, the Mixon. pieces away yeah. to him, it would be Joe Mixon, which would instantly turn this team into a championship team. Um, it already has the capacity to be one anyway, so I would only be making it worse for myself. And the whole point yeah. of this game is to win, so I've had to with, withhold that trade just for the good of the league. Um, to, to keep Alex from getting any more powerful, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I was writing off this year a little bit myself, but uh, with a few of the movements, I, I think I've got a good chance of, of competing again. So it is an interesting team. It is an interesting team. He's like, I, I'm very envious of his wide receivers, that's for sure. Yeah. Mark, Mark Andrews has gone from, you know, he kind of was okay, but he's now very, very good. Um, well, I suppose he's always been very, very good, to be fair. He was tight end one last year. Um, he was tight end six and five the years before that. So, yeah, it's, it is a good team. It's a scarily good team. And last year, every game I played against Alex, I lost. So uh, there's a lot going into this year where I would like to, uh, to, to make sure that that curse is reversed somewhat because uh, <laughs> I, I only lost four games all year, I think, and three of them were to Alex. To Alex. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we need to change that, that little spell of fortune. Um, cool, so who have we got next? Um, we've got Tom. Tom is next, reigning champion. Reigning champion, Tom. Um, we mentioned it briefly earlier to, to start with his quarterbacks, Josh Allen, fantastic QB1. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, no, another top three quarterback. So his, his quarterbacks are just absolutely set. Um, if we then switch to the running backs, he's got Aaron Jones, Fournette, and Zeke. Uh, which it, it isn't. I, I like Fournette. Um, Jones is good, although all the reports are they're going to be splitting carries in terms of him and AJ Dillon. So that's a bit annoying. And personally, I I think Zeke is probably done after this year. Uh, so the running backs, I think, could do with work long-term. Um, although he does have Damian Pierce on the bench, which I do like as a young option. Receivers, Tyreek Hill, great option. Um, Michael Thomas, who we've discussed, will will only improve. And then Michael Pittman, who I really rate coming into this year. And then you've got Darren Waller at tight end as well. So the starters are good. Drop into the bench, that the depth isn't, isn't as good as some of the other teams, I don't think, personally. Like I said, Pierce... Benjamin P. Ryan, and uh, not great depth at running back. LaVisca Chanel, who has obviously just been traded. Uh, Chase Claypool, inconsistent quarterback play. I don't think he'll do much this year. And then Dotson, same thing. Um, good young option, but until they get rid of Carson Wentz, I can't see him doing much. So, love the starters, but I do think depth is an issue. Yeah, I would I would agree with that assessment there. I think 
just having Josh Allen and Justin Herbert though just kind of makes up for any. Yeah, it's true. There, so. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think Aaron Jones is probably going to get somewhat involved in the passing game, maybe. Um, yeah. So that'll probably keep him propped up. Lenny, this is his last year, I think. Um, <laughs> but I think he'll be good this year. But I do think this is his last year. So yeah, Tom's team. I think Tom needs to go for another title this year. That's his aim. Completely agree. And then it's going to be rebuild time for a year or two, I think, while he gets his running backs up to scratch. Because uh, he does have a lot of aging guys. You know, you're looking at you're looking at losing Jones, Fortnette, and Elliot in the next one to two years. I would say. Yeah, big um, loss. Which is instantly his entire running back core just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from obviously Damian Pierce, who might rise to the occasion, as we were discussing earlier. Um, elsewhere, however, you know he does have youth in Michael Pittman. He's got two very youthful quarterbacks that are going to be set for years to come. So he's he's got the core of a very good team. I just think that the running he is going to have quite a devastating blow to the running back uh, after this year. And um, yes, Tom's terrifying this year. I think next year if he can't if he can't maneuver in such a way that he's got some decent running backs to replace the ones yeah, he's losing, be a little I, drop I think off. He's going to be sort of a mid mid table team uh, for mm. a year or two. But while ever he's got Josh Allen and Justin Herbert sat there, he's 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 <laughs> in contention. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a good team. I can see him going all the way again. Um, he definitely has the the guys to do it. But as you say, should he suffer one or two significant injuries, uh, he doesn't have much in the way of replacing those players. Yeah. Moving on then, we'll go to, to Elliot. Who, uh, oh, to Elliot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Elliot's team is, is interesting. So you've got... Um, Quarterbacks first, so you've got the the aging options of of Rogers and, and Tannehill. Personally, I don't think he'll be he'll be on the scene for too much longer. But then you do have Trey Lance as well, um, which is a nice um, sort of piece to fill in. Switching to running backs, you've got two of the big guns. You've got Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry. Um, he's also got Elijah Mitchell and James Conner. So you know, it's a, it's a solid four pieces that uh, even if you think a couple of them will drop off, and then you switch to receiver. Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, um, which is an insane one-two That's punch. Great, yeah, I'm very, I'm very envious of his possession of Jeff, Justin Jefferson. I have to say, but uh, it is what it is. Um, and then switch, switch into sort of depth in a way. He's, he's got AJ Dillon um, and Travis Etienne as sort of his backup running backs, which is you know, if, if things go their way this season, that's absolutely incredible that's that's his top six running backs he's done really well there receiver depth drops off a little bit godwin obviously we're not sure what's going to happen with him valdez scantling i don't rate too highly uh amin rasoyant brown is, is is a talent but he, he will only go as far as um as jared goff lets him and then tight end you've got hunter henry and noah Fant, both of which i don't rate too highly yeah i guess uh he has got Pickett and Watson, hasn't he? Watson being uh, Christian Watson of uh, of the Packers, who, you know, he's he's not had a great off season, but I do think that Watson could end up being a sneaky great. Pick, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll he, pick up if he establishes good rapport with with Rogers, then he'll be fantastic. But yeah, I mean, there was a trade last year. Just thinking about it, um, Travis Etienne was traded from Tom. In exchange for a first, for a round, first and a second round, um, a second round twenty-two pick and a first round uh, twenty-three pick. In it, hindsight, which... that might be fairly fair. I think at the time we were all quite shocked, um, but you know, ETN now is is in 
Elliot's possession. I think in hindsight, Tom would have been better keeping Etienne because um, he would. Yeah, have had given a, his his running backs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he would yeah. have had a great great backup there, mm. um, and he would have had a running back to re- replenish the ones that will be retiring soon. So, um, so Elliot's kind of been quite clever, I guess, mm. in a sense, yeah. in that he's got, you know, when Derek Henry drops off or Dalvin Cook, which won't be too long, he does have a someone who has been applauded as a, as a very good running back there to take over. So again, Elliot's got a pretty, pretty fearsome team there. Um, I think the only, the only area that I'm, I feel like he's, he's weak in for this year is, uh, is definitely the tight end spot. I think, uh, I can't see Aaron Rodgers playing much longer, so he's going to have to look for a new QB at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. But, um, he's got Goff as a backup. He's got Tannehill as a backup. He is playing Lance now as his QB too. He is fine. He does have options as a as mm-hmm. a fallback. So, yeah, it's uh, it's another it's another strong team there. A lot of win now teams, isn't there? Yes, yes <laughs> it's almost like the the league is aging rapidly, and everyone's either going to win now and then, everyone will be in rebuild for the next few years. That's it. That's it. Well, hopefully, there's a bit of a switch around, I guess, and uh, others get the option. So I suppose we'll move on to Sam, and then we'll we'll do our own teams. That uh, sounds good. Um, yeah, Sam. Obviously, I mean, is is in is in rebuild rebuild mode now. I think um, if we go to quarterbacks, um, he's got Lamar and Lawrence, so I, I, that's not a bad option. Lamar still very young and and a great dual threat. Lawrence, I still think will be the best quarterback of that class. So hopefully for Sam, he's he's good for the next sort of ten plus years. Um, if we switch to running back, which is difficult because he hasn't even set his start in running backs, <laughs> he's got Sony Michelle. Oh God, Kenyon Drake. Who is he still unemployed? Not sure. Daryl Henderson. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the running backs need some work. Uh, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> that needs some work. Yeah. Switching to receiver, uh, Julio Jones. Um, who's is aging, but to be fair, Brady has said he likes him. Robert Woods, uh, Bobby Trees, uh, but he also has Trail on Burks as well. Um, Smith from the Devonta Smith from the Eagles is a great young option, um, and he also has does he have yeah he did, yeah he has Juju as well from the Chiefs. So receivers aren't dreadful, and he's got Mike Williams as well, who as we know I've got in my top ten. So the receivers aren't bad. Uh, and then switching to tight end, he does have Goddard and I believe he has Zach Ertz as well. So tight end's pretty solid as well. So yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely not going to win this year. But to me, all he, he really needs to draft some running backs over the next two years. He really needs to hit on some good ones. That'll be the first thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he should be. Sorry, Sam, but with a team with a team like that, he should be able to get a very high. Yeah, high draft pick. pick. 2023 is supposed to be incredible. Um, he was able to, if he wanted to this year, take Kenneth Walker, which he didn't do. I think if he had taken Kenneth Walker over Traylon Burks, for example, that would have probably give, at least given him a solid guy who would have lasted a good five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Which, which might have... which might. Be, I mean, hindsight's 2020, I guess, and Sam may disagree with me, but... Um, so he is going to be able to pick one of the many fantastic running backs this year that are coming through. Um, and I guess as well, like with the likes of if Smith Schuster starts playing really, really well, 
you know, you could trade him to a winning team for a, another pick or, yeah. or something, for example. That's a very good point. You know, I'd be willing to give up a pick if, if I thought it would win me the league, for example. We are here to win mm-hmm. the league after all. Um, <laughs> I think sometimes it's it's easy to get into the mindset that you've got to build for the future, but, you know, that win-now mentality is, you know, we are here to win. Uh, you don't, very, very you don't remember how many draft picks someone has. You do remember whether they've won or not. That's... Um, Bang on. So it's something to consider there, I guess. But I also am very envious of his acquisition of Lamar Jackson at the very start. So, um, yeah, he's got some really quality players. He just needs to flesh out that running back spot, I think, and agree and get that built up. Um, should on we to our teams. yourself? Yeah, we'll go with my team first. So um, I've got quarterbacks. We've got Russell Wilson, um, Matt Stafford, and then my third option is Matt Ryan. Um, so solid for the next few years. Obviously, Wilson's just signed a new deal. Stafford, I would imagine, has got a few years left in him. But I will just say now I am planning on with my three first-rounders over the next two, uh, two years to try and get a quarterback just to... So I've got something when they, they do go, because I would imagine they'll go at a similar time. Yeah. Um, switching to running backs, I've got my guy, Javonte. Uh, Javonte Williams, I think he'll be really good for the next four or five seasons. I've also got Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt, uh, and Cordaro Patterson as well, who is classed as a running back. Um, so that's another thing I'm going to work on over the next two years. Receivers, pretty happy with. Uh, i got my boy Jamar Chase, uh, AJ Brown, um, who I think will he'll have a great partnership with Jalen Hurts. Sky Moore, who, again, I think will be absolutely quality. It's tough not to be with Patrick Mahomes. And then I've got a few few younger guys as well. Um, we've got Kadarius Tony, um, who's, like we said, he's, he's a bit of a diva, but I, I do see some talent there. Um, and Isaiah McKenzie, the Bills slot receiver, uh, who I think will be fantastic this season because all the Bills do is throw the ball. Uh, tight end TJ Hawkinson, he's, he's probably, what, my number seven tight end, so I'm not too unhappy with that. So I think if I was to be brutally honest with myself, I think I am a playoff team, but I'll probably be only the five or six seed is where I'm at right now. Yeah, you you've got you've got a lot of good pieces there, haven't you? Um, I think, I guess it's your flex spots really that, that if you had you know a really solid guy in your flex spot that instantly transforms your team, I suppose. Because yeah. Sky, to be fair, Sky Moore has the capacity to to kind of yeah he could boost the me in there. One. Exactly. Um, in which That's what case, I'm hoping. You're suddenly very powerful. I guess Chase Edmonds as your QB, as your RB two. You, you know there are much better options out there, but at the same time, I think Edmonds is going to have quite a good year this year. Sounds mm. like he's made a good impression. Uh, but yeah, when you're looking at Jamar Chase, who's just you know, he, I think he's predicted more points. Yeah, on your team for the predictions, the only player predicted more points than Jamar Chase is Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> uh, which is absolutely insane. So. No, you've got a very strong team. Um, it is just the, it's just the flex spot for me. I think for you, if you can, if you can bolster that flex spot, then yeah. you're fine. And given that you've got three first round picks in the next two years, two years, that's uh, that shouldn't be too much of a problem for you. Hopefully, yeah. My, I mean, my ideal scenario would be bolster the flex over the next two years and get a young quarterback. And I'm hoping over the next few years Wilson and Stafford are still going and then after next year I'll then I'll probably be in that win now mode yeah yeah exactly excellent moving um, on to yourself finally me so 
obviously the biggest change for me has been the loss of Pat Mahomes. <laughs> um, so Jalen Hurts has been elevated from my QB2 to my QB1. I have a lot of faith in the guy, and Same. I do think that he's going to put up some monster numbers, so I'm hopeful that he uh, exceeds his QB9 spot of last year and gets even better. Um, my secondary QB is Kirk Cousins, who um, is a bit of a drop-off from... Uh, from Mahomes, let's face it. But at the same time, he's sneaky good. He's he's almost yep. consistently uh, sort of in the top 12, um, or at least the top 13. In the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years, he's only been outside the top 13 players once. Mental. Um, so I think it's you know it's something to keep an eye on. Also, obviously, for Justin Jefferson to be effective, he needs effective QB play. So we're all expecting Jefferson to do incredibly well. He can't do that without Cousins. Um so I'm, I'm I'm happy with my QBs, I would say. Not as happy as I, I was last be. year, but I am happy with them. Running backs, I think I've got a nice, deep uh, set of options here in Austin Eckler, uh, who should be a really good option this year. Uh, Joe Mixon, again, who's on a fantastic offense. We've got J.K. Dobbins, who his injury is worrying me, um, but I do like him. Uh, David Montgomery and Brees Hall, who was my newest acquisition. I think Brees Hall great. is going to do incredibly yeah, well this year. It's a great I'm five really options. For that. Uh, at wide receiver, I've got Stefan Diggs and Deontay Johnson as my starters, uh, as well as Jalen Waddle. Uh, and then on the bench, as I was saying before, Devontae Parker is kind of my one after them, I guess, alongside Gabe Davis. Um Gabriel yeah. Davis, obviously, I think is slated to do really, really well this year. I'm somewhat reluctant to have both Diggs and Davis on in my starters at the same time, but <laughs> by the same time, the amount they're going to pass the ball. That's it. It might it might be worth just you know if the points the points are probably going to one of the two of them, right? So maybe it's worth <laughs> having both of them up there. Um, and then at uh, obviously at tight end, I've still got the classic old Travis Kelsey who. Might be entering his final final year or two now, so I'm hoping that he does really well this year. I think he's the differential on my team that really thrusts my team up is that, that tight end position. But having said that, my backup to Travis Kelsey is Dalton Schultz, who's had a bit of a renaissance. Very good uh, backup. And has been doing well. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with the team, to be fair. I think it could be somewhat deeper. Um, there are a few guys on my bench who, you know, like I was... Absolutely certain that Adam Troutman was going to have a breakout year last year, and I was completely and utterly wrong about that. So I might just, I might just have to let go of him, but I'm still <laughs> clinging on to that. Um, I guess Bacon Mayfield is my QB three backup there with Gardner Minshew in case uh, Jalen Hurts goes down. So I've got some depth, um, so I can I can withstand a couple of injuries, especially at the running back position. But I can't withstand a great deal of injuries, given that quite a few of my uh, backups are actually injured themselves. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be a fantastic team. Oh, also, rookies as well, I guess. Uh, oh, God, yeah. have got Drake London and George Pickens uh, sitting on the bench um, on the taxi squad as well. Some great options. Yeah, I think I couldn't, couldn't say too much wrong. Also got two very good kickers as well, Tucker and Bass. Yeah, I yes. couldn't say too much wrong. I guess I assume your plan would be to... You know, obviously Hurts, great option. Cousins, I would imagine, will drop off at some point. So I would assume your option will be to try and hit on another good young quarterback over the next couple of years. Yeah, so I've got to a prop nice, yourself back up. I've got a nice number of 
picks. So I've got three first round picks coming up this year in 2023. God, that depresses me. With two 2023 <laughs> second round picks. Um, and then I've got two 2024 first round picks as well. So I've got five first round picks and uh, three second round picks. So I'm hoping. Over the next couple of years. My that, God. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of trying to future proof myself. God I damn guess. it, Kieran. Um, <laughs> so my my intention is to try and draft Kirk Cousins' replacement if possible. Um, yeah, great shot. I, I think that would be that would be a fantastic outcome. Um, I mean, this is Jalen Hurts' test year. If he doesn't do well this year, I'm pretty sure the Eagles will be getting a new QB as well. So I think a lot of my picks are going to have to go towards the, the QB spot. Um, but I'm confident that, you know, with the likes of Drake London, Jalen Waddle, um, I do have two, and Gabe Davis, if he continues to play in the form that he's playing in. Mm-hmm. I've got three really young, really good wide receivers there, so I don't have to worry about that spot too much. Um, obviously, Eckler is getting on a bit, as is Mixon. But I do have David Montgomery, um, who's probably got another few years left, as well as Brees Hall, who's brand new, and J.K. Dobbins, who's also pretty damn young. Um, so there's, you know, I've tried to go for a mixture of ages, I guess, to try and yeah, you've done well with that. Allow the the recycling of players, I guess, into picks at that point. So Mahomes is a loss. I'm not going to lie, but given the um, given the tumultuous situation in Kansas City. I'm pretty happy with the picks I got out of it, and I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a really yeah. good year this year. Yeah, especially with how good the next two rookie classes are, they're prop to be. Exactly. Um, so that's us. So who who do you think is going to win this year, Jack? Who who are you casting your? I'm, I must admit, it's a bit of a tough one because I think, like, oh, don't get me wrong, I think and this might sound harsh, but I think given Sam's obviously in rebuild. I think Rohan obviously taking the hit with Wilson leaving. I think they're probably they'd have to play amazingly well to get into the playoffs. Yeah. But then above that, everyone else I can see getting to the playoffs. I think if I was to put my finals picks on who has the best teams, I, I think it would probably be yourself and oh, it's really close. I think probably yourself and Alex. I think, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think. With Tom, Tom just behind. I think if Lewis had a quarterback, he'd be there for me, but that, that, that worries me. Yes, I think I'm with you on that one. I think if Lewis had a better, just a single better QB, I would instantly not, que- not question it. And I'm, yeah. I'm worried maybe I'm too, maybe I'm thinking too much about the quarterbacks. Maybe I'm putting too much kind of emphasis on them. Maybe he does yeah. have And the running team. backs just steamrollers, yeah. Yeah, are they, are they enough to make up the difference? Um, I think Alex, for me, is, is he has a scary team. Yeah, very. Um, it's if he can trade for a better running back. If he can trade for the running back he gave away, um, I think he would he would definitely yeah. probably be one of my uh, my expected winner. I do like Tom's team. I think if Tom's team Tom's team has the potential to win again this year, I don't think I can say the same about the very same team next year. I think Tom. No, the, a, the the depth is the issue with Tom. It has to be this year or yeah, he's going to be waiting all, a bit longer. I think. Yeah, but I mean, Elliot's not one to sort of sleep no. on either. Um, Very good. So Just, there are there are a lot of good teams, and it all comes down to the day, doesn't it? You know who who's going to win win. Best, and no but... doubt the vast amount of injuries <laughs> that will yes. cripple us all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think for me, if Brees Hall becomes a monster like Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, um, you're in a real good I, spot I then. I think I'll be very, very happy. Um, but yeah, it's a hard one. So I guess I'm going to say Alex is my 
is my prediction for this year, especially if he trades for a, for a decent RB to replace Gibson. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Excellent. Well, that was a nice long one, that one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the, the league will kick off. Um, we do have a bit of an issue in that I am on holiday uh, for the first week, so I will try and dial in and we will try and produce an episode uh, following week one. If worse comes to worse, though, I guess we'll just do a double episode the week after yeah. uh, and catch up that way. Um, but, no, thank you very much for listening, and uh, next time we... Next time we broadcast our voices on the old airwaves, we'll have had some actual games in, so <laughs> exciting times. Any final words of wisdom, Jack, before we head into the season? No, I think just again, thanks for listening. Massively excited for the season, and uh, I guess everyone in- enjoy their drafts over the next uh, weekend or so. Exactly. Have fun, and we'll see you next time.